Hello, Roy here. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to The Roy Green Show ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. We're going to talk now to a representative of the Israeli military. On the war with Hamas, the threat of a second front fighting Hezbollah to the north in Lebanon. And uh, we'll ask as well for a response to international protest claims that the IDF is engaging in war crimes. We just spent the last half hour talking about the anti-Semitic attitudes um, that exist in this country and the fear that Jewish Canadians are, are experiencing and some saying they're just going to leave this country. They're going to go and live in Israel because of their deep concerns for the safety of their children, of their families. And this is not something that can be tolerated. Joining us is Major Doron Spielman, spokesperson for the IDF, the Israeli Defense Force. Major, thank you very much for joining us. Thank you for having me. Would you uh, share with us, please, put some perspective to the actions that the IDF is taking now in Gaza? So, as we know, uh, now close to eight months since Hamas terrorists went over the border and uh, found almost no resistance, massacred Israeli civilians, and uh, left us with an inheritance, which is a horrible inheritance, over 1,400 people killed and 241 additional people, including men, women, and children, little babies, still sitting in Gaza. And we, at that time, declared, as any, uh, I think, uh, rational country would do, declared war on Hamas, who continually have said that their goal is to destroy the state of Israel and tried to carry that on October 7th. Where we are right now is we have, uh, we are operating in Gaza in combined forces, our ground forces, our aerial forces, intelligence, combat engineers, and trying to destabilize and eliminate Hamas's infrastructure that they are constantly trying to use again and again for further attacks, very similar to the of October 7th. And it is essentially operating in a jungle that they have set up in advance. They imagine a stage that they set up. They've put in that lots and lots of civilians that they've not allowed to leave. Booby traps, mines, they use schools and hospitals, mosques. Essentially, they have no rules of the game. And we are playing by rules. We're doing our best to kill the bad guys which are the terrorists, and at the same time, little collateral damage is extremely difficult to the civilians of Gaza. But we are moving forward. We've covered well over 100 terror tunnels, which is what they've invested their, their humanitarian aid funds in. And uh, we've killed many of their operatives, including their top commanders, but it's going to be a very difficult and long road uh, because, like I said, we're playing by different rules. Do you have a sense, uh, I, I want to be careful with what I say here, because I, I, it's almost unimaginable, but do you believe the world has forgotten Israel's suffering and loss of life in the most brutal form imaginable to Hamas terrorists, or are global demonstrators purely anti-Semitic, and they would have taken to the streets regardless of the situation which may have presented itself to them? You know, I, I think that every Israeli looking at the international news and, and following these reports and seeing the hundreds of thousands of people that are somehow, uh, you know, protesting Israel and supporting Hamas. Like I, I just saw, I was just looking at one of the international media outlets and I saw a massive Hamas rally 
And in the background, there was a LGBTQ um, flag waving. I just saw this about 20 minutes ago. Um, and I said to myself, do they have any idea who they are supporting? These are the people that if you are not exactly like them, they will kill you. And the same people that support uh, LGBTQ rights are, are, are supporting a regime that would kill those people without asking any questions. So I think in, in Israel, to answer your question, it's hard for us not to think the, that these people are anti-Semitic. But I think the alternative is, is that they have sadly fallen for the uh, bluff, the deception that Hamas has put out where they're parading around like they're a humanitarian organization when all they're doing is essentially killing Gazan civilians and, and have raped and murdered Israeli civilians. It, 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 I do think, you know, this is important for me to say that there is a line being drawn in the sand on this and that it will be remembered who are the people who that supported these killers. And as, as future will hold out, because we're only in the front line for Hamas. Hamas seeks to go all over the world, just like the Nazis uh, expanded. And those who supported the Nazis early on, that's never forgotten. And, and that's sad for me, because many of them uh, are, you know, essentially people who, who uh, one might consider to be rational, but in supporting them, they're going to go down in history with their own grand, great-grandchildren. They supported this murderous regime. Major Spielman, when international leaders call for a ceasefire or humanitarian pause in the attacks by Israel, how do you respond to that? What do you say? I mean, look, it's very, it's very simple. They were on the ground here, and they had a, a mass murdering regime who not only mass murdered 1,400 civilians, but constantly is continually saying that they're trying to carry out these attacks again and we're info and we're intercepting infiltration attempts on an almost daily basis along with 8,000 rockets injured our civilians what do we hope to achieve by enabling these people to regroup replan and attack again i don't think anybody rational if there was a mass murder outside of their front door you know, just as they were about to catch them, would say to the police, no, no, let, let them go. You know, let them go. Well, we'll, we'll figure things out. No, uh, you know, Israel is not at all interested in doing anything right now but defeating Hamas. That is where we are focused because there's a very deep realization here is that if we do not defeat Hamas right now, uh, these mass casualties will continue because that's what they say they're going to do. They've done it. and We're not going to give them a chance to do it again. Are you making meaningful progress finding and eliminating Hamas leadership and infrastructure? And uh, part of that question is, when you do eliminate the leaders of Hamas and as many of their fighters as you can, doesn't that, doesn't the idea of the idea of Hamas survive anyway? To answer, I'll, I'll split the question into two. Uh, we are, in fact, making uh, very strong progress. It's coming at a, a great cost uh, of life on the Israeli side. I just got notification uh, about 15 minutes ago that a young groom, a uh, young boy uh, who his wedding was a month ago, lives literally across the street from my house. My wife just sent me. He was killed uh, in action. He's only been married for one month. We The whole community here is... You know, devastated because this young boy, his wife's now a widow, you know, and she's in her early 20s. This is the cost of what it is for us to defend freedom, to defend uh, the state of Israel. And 
the men and women of this country of all ages are fully committed to doing it. And therefore, uh, our motivation is high and our professionalism is high. And we have Hamas right now on the run. In many, many locations, we've uncovered many of their tunnels. We've uncovered a lot of intelligence, maps, data, armaments. And every day, the picture gets more and more clear. Having said that, you know, Hamas, instead of using all that humanitarian aid for the last 16 years that they were in power to help the, the Arabs that are living in Gaza, the Gazans, They've been putting that into this this network of tunnels that are hundreds of miles long, and they are down there, and it's not going to be a- easy to get them out of there, but it's going to take time and professionalism, and every day we are getting closer to that goal, but no one's under the illusion here that this is going to happen quickly. Uh, if, if the citizens of Gaza, northern Gaza, that we have really almost begged to leave the front would head south, this would go much quicker. But I think the international community so focusing on Israel really needs to focus on Hamas and the war crimes to, you know, answer what I heard you mention your listeners. Ari, it is a war crime to prevent a civilian from leaving a battlefront. And that's exactly what they're doing. Uh, the second part of your question, uh, which is, will the Hamas ideology live on? Uh, it's obviously a great concern. Radical Islam is not something that exists only amongst Hamas. We can see it amongst Hezbollah, Iran, uh, the Houthis in Yemen. All those who openly join the foray are, are linked by a, an ideology, by a thunder who is Iran, a radical ideology. Uh, that is really, it's a cult of death. That's all it breeds. There's no, this wasn't about a peace deal. It was only about inflicting death. And I think there's always, uh, obviously, uh, a real fear that that could be. I, I think one of the ways, the best ways to combat this is not everybody in Gaza adheres to that cult of death. Many of the people living in Gaza are hostages to Hamas. Because uh, Hamas is a murderous regime. The leader of Hamas, Yahya Sinwar, is known, he's not a, he wasn't known as the butcher of Israel. He was known as the butcher of Beit Hanun because of his butchering of, of the Gazans in Gaza that he felt were collaborators with Israel. He's violent towards the own Gazans. If we are able, and we will, able to defeat Hamas and eliminate them both as a political organization and as a military organization, it hopefully will give a voice to those people. And I think that's the best, the best chance we have of beating that radical ideology. Now, what are your concerns? It's talked about a lot. Second front to the north from Lebanon involving Hezbollah. They're far more powerful than Hamas militarily. There's already been exchange of fire uh, between Israel and Hezbollah. And Hezbollah is threatening to become involved, in fact, is threatening the United States Navy in the Mediterranean. Well, what are the concerns about a second front? And how confident are you that the Americans would, in fact, take action if that were to take place? Uh, very concerned about Hezbollah as a second front. Uh, we've said that very openly from the very beginning. Uh, Hezbollah, like you said, they are, you know, kind of the, the best of all the terrorists in, in the world, the most organized. They've received funding and training from Iran for close to 30 years. Um, they are a seriously equipped army where Hamas has uh, around, had around 30,000 rockets. Hezbollah has hundreds of thousands of rockets all pointed at Israel. Uh, and we've said from the very beginning uh, that we're not looking to open a front. We were never, we have no, uh, we, we have no issue with Hezbollah. Hezbollah's, you know, very 
reason for existing, one of the reasons for existing is uh, to try to erase the state of Israel, again, similar to Hamas in that respect. We are, our army is fully mobilized in the north, and we will respond to any threat, and if Hezbollah would try into this campaign, we would uh, take care of that threat completely. Having said that, we've advised them, the U.S. has said to them very clearly, do not get involved here, and ultimately speaking, we still relate to the government of Lebanon, the Lebanese people, and have said to them that it is certainly not in your best interest to place your faith in the hands of Hamas and in the, in the hands of Hezbollah. The little bit of, uh, of remaining, you know, kind of official uh, land and control of the Lebanese government, Lebanese army, is uh, not something that they should invest in Hamas and Hezbollah, and we've warned them not to. Regarding the U.S., the U.S. has a lot of assets in the Middle East. They've moved in their two carrier fleets. I, I think, you know, that sends a strong enough message to all of these regimes. They're a great ally, and uh, I'm sure that they will act on their national interests, and, and um, we're united together in making sure that this terrorism uh, doesn't spread. If you want to hear more, Subscribe to The Roy Green Show on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, or wherever you find your favorites. And if you like what you hear, leave us a review and tell a friend. I'm Roy Green. Have a great weekend. 